Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noir West, designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. <laughs> That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you folks. Welcome, everybody, to the show. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room. So we'll take a moment to uh, greet everybody who's joining us live. If you'd like to join us live during the show, you can do so by hitting up the Discord server. The invite URL for that is discord.gg slash Adafruit. We are hanging out in all of the chat rooms. We're on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and of course the Discord. That's right. Pedro, if you would, please. Give a um, shout out to everybody hanging out. Give a out. shout out while I fix stuff. Uh, we have all the usuals hanging out. We have uh, Vince. We have uh, Mr. Certainly Bruce. Jim Hendrickson, Cup of Coffee. What a very fitting name. Yeah. All right. Well, we got the audio fixed because our mics are always a fun thing. We, even our backup mic, the backup mic seems to work really good. So let's go ahead and jump through um, kind of the housekeeping stuff. We'll let you guys know that there are still some freebies going on. So if the more money you spend on Adafruit, you can get some free stuff with your orders. These get added automatically to your cart. So let's kind of run through them. For orders that are $99 or more, you'll get a free Permaproto. That's a half-size breadboard. For orders that are $149 or more, you get the, uh, the, the Permaproto and a randomly selected STEMIQT sensor breakout. Um, these are really great. If you have an account with Adafruit, we'll make sure you don't get the same one twice. For orders that are $200 or more, you get the free STEMIQT breakout, the free Permaproto breadboard, and free ground shipping for you from UPS. That's continental US only. And then for orders that are $299 or more, you get the free UPS ground shipping, the STEMIQT breakout, the Permaproto half-size breadboard, and a Circuit Playground Express. Be sure to check out adafruit.com slash free for all the details on that. Every Monday is the Circuit Python meeting, with exceptions on holidays in the US. We had a holiday on Monday, it was Labor Day, and, or Memorial Day, and now, uh, so we had the meeting on Tuesday. Um, so you can always follow on along with the Discord server and find out um, what, what times if things change. But normally it's on Monday at 2 p.m. Help Wanted, you can check out the jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com and find out all the different job postings that are available. It's free to, to create a profile if you're looking for a gig or if you're an employer looking for some makers with some maker skills, you can uh, post up your listing for free. So head on over to jobs.adafruit.com for that. The newsletter happens once a week. It's called the new new newsletter because there's new products that get added to the shop weekly. So you can stay tuned and keep up to date with those new 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 products by subscribing to the new 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 newsletter. Head over to adafruit.com slash newsletter. For daily newsletters, we have adafruitdaily.com. Check it out. It's a standalone website, and you don't get automatically subscribed to it because we don't do that. So you can go to adafruitdaily.com and check out all the different categories that you might uh, want to subscribe to, such as Python on hardware, 3D printing, maker business, biohacking, and IoT monthly. So you can check those out by heading over to adafruitdaily.com. I think that's it for the the stuff. Hooray, hooray. All right. Thank you. And our mic seems to still be working. What a fun. For now. Yeah, I just turned it on and turned it off, and our backup mic worked out really well. It's just always nice. running, and it runs really well. Yep. 
<laughs> so that's out. good. Looks like we're not overmodulated yes, this week. That's right, mm -hmm. and there's no static and stuff. Audio wow. is such a hard thing to do, folks. It's the hardest. All right, let's go ahead and jump into last week's project. This week, we wanted to spotlight the USB Trinky uh, with a video. So we put a video together, and um, it's pretty much uh, last week's learn guide, but this week we wanted to make a video for it. Yep, so we talked about this for about a month, I think. It is the Neo Trinky case, nice little stabilizer on here with the USB shell, and of course the cap touch buttons. Uh, we did, we went over the learn guide last week, so we won't do that again, and just a quick uh, overview of the uses for the Neo Trinky. I think Dylan is working on like an injection. I would insert it into like a Chromebook and it like sets oh, okay. up all your Wi-Fi and all that, um, like your passwords and all that for doing deployments in education. So yeah. you have a large amount of uh, like computers that need to be set up with like the Wi-Fi. Yeah. An excellent way to have a, I forget what they're called. Yeah, injection. it's called a rubber ducky. That's the, yes. the product that you could purchase, but you can totally DIY one with a Neo Trinky or any of the Neo Trinkies, rather the USB Trinkies, that's what we're calling them. Um, yeah, so this one is the Neo. You can do the rotary and also the slider. And this one here, I don't know if we showed this one off, but the, uh, the Neo Key, yeah. which has a Cherry MX slash Kale switch. So a bunch of these really cool uh, single use with uh, multiple uh, inputs for yeah your uh, little quick task. So uh, again, we also released the little the USB, USB shell. shell. So if you have, if you want more stability when you, if you want more friction and stability when you plug in your Trinky, check out the USB shell. It's a quick 3D print, with no supports. You can print them all for your Trinkies and uh, you can wedge it into the, yeah. the mm -hmm. USB port to get better fittings. That's, right. uh, that's, the, that's it there. Yep, so a nice little overview of that. You can check out the video and, of course, the learn guide and all the files for that. Uh, I had a couple of makes of these over the weekend. And yeah, we have those in the community uh, make. Yeah. We'll show that off in the community For make. sure. So if folks would like to use these and create different, um, maybe some 3D printed uh, enclosures that are different or sort of mounting bits, we do have some models for folks. So we have a 3D model of the Neo Trinky PCB. So you can check this out. We have the rotary Trinky as well. This one comes with a model of the rotary encoder. And the slide Trinky. Slide Trinky comes with a 35 millimeter slide pot. And all the lovely uh, components on the, on the bottom there. So check those out. Heading over to our, our, our GitHub repo. Pedro can post a link to that in the Discord and we try to we try to promote that wherever we can. And I might as well bring it up. Oh, I can't, I don't have it locked in here. That's fine. Uh, if you go and search for Adafruit CAD parts, you can pull it up there and um, you can find all the different parts that were added, namely the, uh, the USB Trinkies. We do have one more last, yesterday on JP's product pick of the week. He chose the Neo Key Featherwing. So the Neo Key Featherwing is a two key with two NeoPixels, reverse mounted NeoPixels, and they have the kale sockets, so you can switch them out, you can easily pop them out, and they have the right little nubs and all the little mounting bits for 
a Kale or a Cherry MX switch. So if you want to pick up this, um, you can purchase it now and get the, the 3D model of it. And the Learn Guide is a work in progress, but it has a Stemma QT connector on it and a lot of other pinouts and things. So really, really cool Featherwing. And great job, JP, for uh, showing it off yesterday. It was yeah, on like, sale yeah, <laughs> for like the, crazy um, cheap. A little milk carton design. Yes, the milk carton off. design is uh, something we probably will do. All right, cool. Cool, thanks for the link there. All right, so check out that video on the Neo Trinky. Um, and check out that USB uh, kind of shell if you want to yeah. make your, your thing a little bit tighter. All right. right, let's move on to, I guess, this show. It's going to be mostly what are you covered up with all the prototypes I've been working quite on. A bit, yeah. How do we start? Which one first? I don't know. Which one? Do we do the fan? Yeah, let's do the fan. Let's see an right. update to the... Uh, yeah. So this is the smart fume extractor. Uh, Liz had this idea. Yeah. So we need, we uh, were, were playing, we were ex testing it out, and we kept running into some, some airflow stuff. So this is kind of the B1 version prototype of it. And while you're using it, it's because of airflow and because of the placement of the sensor, the fumes tend to wrap around. It's really difficult to get a good reading from our little gas sensor. So we, we worked it so that we could, how do we, how do we, how do we make the airflow directional? Yo dog, I heard you like fans. So we put a fan on your fan. <laughs> so with a little mini five volt fan for like a Raspberry Pi, we fitted it over the gas sensor and enclosed it so that the fumes can actually kind of can group together so that the sensor can actually read it. And on the back, there's a little hole so that the, so that the air can actually escape. So this just makes it so that it definitely gets a good reading on, on the solder fumes. Um, so that's kind of the update that we're working on. Yeah, so you tried adding a funnel on there, which didn't quite work. So yes. instead of having a funnel, how about you have the fan act as the funnel to suck in the air? Yeah, airflow is, is quite a difficult thing. You can't really see it, and you can simulate it, and maybe I haven't been able to simulate airflow. I think you can in certain CAD packages. I haven't really searched that, but... Maya. Yeah, Maya. <laughs> um, but the, by enclosing it, um, enclosing the fan and the sensor, it will trap all those fumes in there so it can get a good reading. And that seems to be working pretty good. Uh, in the video here, you can see um, it, it sucks up the, the, the fumes and it'll push it out towards the, the carbon filter that's in the back there. And then um, once it gets a reading, it'll map that to the fan speed because it's using PWM. So the fan, the Noctua fan, is directly mapped to the fume. Uh, to the fumes. So the more fumes, the higher the fan speed, and you can change and play around with the range too. Um, so we're still uh, we're still working on it, but that's what we have so far for the prototype. Multi-layered fans. It lives up to the over overly complicated fume extractor <laughs> name. Added another layer of complexity, but yeah. it definitely works. Although I, I had a lot of luck um, without it, but of course that was just the time of day probably, or the way that the air was right. probably I mean, on. Uh, I, I played around with the value just so that it would turn on, but to get an actual good reading, you can you can see the airflow is just mm -hmm. being displaced. It's it's just the way the airflow is, and when you have a sensor in the center of a fan, maybe Go that's not the it. best. Yeah, maybe that's not the best place for it. But yeah, so that's the bit of the prototyping. Um, so we're thinking this will be ready for um, 
think next week? I think, well, we still need to get Lamar to prove this, so we need to, we'll probably do the CPX um, Jeopardy mm, game. Okay. So let's take a look at the Jeopardy game. What's that? Yeah, so trying to be lining up with the you know pop culture of things that are going on right now, there is a bunch of celebrity guests that are hosting uh, Jeopardy, and of course, one of our favorites, Lamar from... Uh, Reading Rainbow is going to be a guest host on that, so Lamar thought it would be a good idea to try to make a Jeopardy-based game uh, with CPX, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Circuit Playground, Blue Fruit. There you go, CPB. So, CPB, yeah. So here is the repurposed handle that was used in the Fairy Wings. And uh, what you do here is you set up the game to ha allow the players to go, so it can uh, hold up three players. And once you get your answer right, it'll glow with the appropriate color. So I should probably have all of the handles match the color that will be for mm -hmm. each player. And then once you uh, get the answer right, the controller will allow you to erase that. And then another tap to allow the players to uh, chime in to what the answer is going to be. So that allows you to uh, chime in again and either, uh, you know, buy a vowel or something. Uh -huh. So uh, the way we have this all hooked up is uh, <clears throat> we'll show the diagram and everything when it comes out, uh, probably next week, and just a, a Stemma speaker on there to amplify that uh, sound, which I don't think there is a sound when you you know when you tap on the button, but we thought we'd add it in there just because we can. So everything's gonna be enclosed in this little uh, case here. Uh, this will be where the controller button will be set up in. And on the inside, we'll have the circuit playground and the stemma speaker on the bottom there. Yeah, it's a good spot for the speaker. Yeah, nice little snap fit together case with the arcade button on here. And then the LODs will uh, glow through mm. to nice. the uh, um, translucent uh, cover. cover here. So work in progress, but nice way to have a home uh, DIY Jeopardy game. Uh, and huge shout out to Dylan Harada, who wrote the code for this and kind of ideated it with Lamar. Yeah. So shout out to both of them for uh, letting us work on the, the 3D printed parts of it. Yeah, nice. Right now it's, sorry. Oh, go. <laughs> I was just saying the alligator clips won't be there. They're just there for prototype folks. It'll all be nice and enclosed, but it's nice to show, you know, what it looks like in prototype. And most of the projects start off with alligator clips, especially yeah. on a circuit playground, Blue Fruit or Express. Yeah, I think that's what one of the reasons why Lamar wanted the uh, CPB to be the controller for this, just so you can prototype easy, uh, easily <clears throat> and if you don't want to go with the case you can have these just as a, a nice set of wires that uh yeah i think good. folks could repurpose re the code and the electronics to make a bigger version of it and they could use that because circuit python you could use a different board mm -hmm. whether it's a esp 32s2 for doing wi-fi uh, an nrf 52a40 or even an rp2040 circuit python now supports all of those jets very cool <clears throat> All right, so that is the Jeopardy game. Yay! CPB. Can't wait to have fun and play with that. It's a good right. family time game. I love making games. Those are the best ones. <laughs> well, not when the 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 children um, oh. take the game a little bit too serious. Oh right, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a good opportunity to learn to not be a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> Next one up that you're prototyping is measuring around with some CNC. CNC milling. So this is the lemon keypad. Uh, I'm anticipating some more CNC milling, so I figured why not try to mill out some of these keycaps in some of this hard wood. So I came up with a couple of different 
designs because I kind of failed at a couple of them. So I got a couple pieces here and I want to share with you folks because each failed piece is a story of its own. So I guess I'll show off this one. Uh, this is sort of the first fail. So trying to design a stem, I ran into some issues where my tool is a bit, give me a sec, I am not hitting the right slider. I'm gonna have to do that snap again. Okay, so while trying to, uh, while trying to design a stem, um, I came up with this bit here because I was referencing the little keypad, the little kitty paw keypad. If you take a look, the way they're doing it is it has these kind of posts that kind of protrude out and they're not fully enclosed um, like, I don't have another, wait, sorry, <laughs> I didn't really rehearse this. This is what you would see, typically you would see this stem that is fully enclosed like that. But because of my, my tool, I, I kind of couldn't do that. So I, I went with this route and this works well if you are milling it out of aluminum. So this is what happened to a few of my keys where these little bits just broke off. So I had to rework and, and redo the, uh, the design. So instead of going uh, with these little pillars, I figured let me try to enclose it. Um, so this is more of a kale style um, stem so that fits into the, into the stem that way. Uh, so that's what I redid there. And let's see, so that's this one. This is like the, the, the what failed on this one is the, <laughs> the, the position of this is incorrect. It doesn't actually match the position of this. So that was a kind of a fail. It's like <coughs> it worked great, but you forgot to update and push that up so it's more centered. If it's off by a millimeter, well, it's not going to fit your lemon, is it? So that's a fail. Um, this one it works okay. It, it didn't fail, but because of this, uh, I'm afraid to kind of use this because I feel like that could break off. This is a uh, walnut, or perhaps it's cherry. One of the two. I, I, I used cherry and walnut interchangeably. It's supposed to be hardwood. Doesn't matter, it's still broke. Um, so let's look at the next one. This is another fail. What's going on here? Why did this fail? Well, this one failed because I didn't use enough tape. The tape wasn't, I just didn't use enough tape. So this, as it was plunging down and doing a contour, it broke the piece off. And you can see here that it snapped off. Uh, so use enough tape, if that's, that's one tip. Uh, another one is to not be so aggressive in your, uh, in your step down. When you are milling, you don't want to go to the max depth with a small part. I figured that, yeah, I always go with the max depth of a millimeter, cutting down with a 1 8 inch tool, but that's adding so much pressure that it could pop your piece off of, your, of uh, either your jig or, in this case, tape. So uh, what I ended up doing was, of course, using more tape, <coughs> but also reducing the max step down from 1 millimeter to a half a millimeter because then it won't have so much pressure when it's plunging down into it. So that's what failed here. This one also failed in the same manner where it only got about that deep until the tape just gave away and it failed. Um, yeah. This bit here, this failed because I didn't use the correct offset. So when you're doing, um, when, you're, when you're creating your tool paths, and you're using different tools, 
you kind of want to separate your G code into individual tools. So this piece requires two tools, an eighth inch and a 132 inch. The 132 inch is a separate G code and I just forgot one millimeter so it's not, it's off centered so this doesn't work. But luckily I used a scrap piece so that's why like, there's these little Mars and stuff on the bottom there because I actually used a scrap piece. Uh, but those are my fails and I'm happy to share them with you. Here's some more pieces of wood. This is a cherry and this is walnut. You can, can you tell? I can't. <laughs> so I don't know. Looking at the chat here, Patrick uh -oh. thought it was pine. So no, you can't tell. <laughs> wood's, yeah, wood's different, I know. But yeah, maybe you can tell from the grains somehow. Yeah, but in any manner, that's, uh, that's some, some stuff there. I have some footage too that I can share. Um, of the experience is more of like just playing and testing. So um, one of the first things to do if you are uh, milling is to, to face your material, which means I need to get it to the desired thickness of my part. So I use the 1 8 inch tool because it's the biggest tool that I can use on the Bantam tools. Um, desktop CNC, it's the PCB version. And here right here, red flag, three strips of tape was not enough. This isn't just any regular tape, this is double-sided nitto tape, which is like this paper craft tape that works really well. Uh, it's very strong and it, it works both for hardwoods and aluminum in a pinch. So that's what I'm using, but it just didn't use enough, right? So here I am facing the stuff and facing is just getting uh, your material to the desired thickness or also leveling out your material. So uh, this can take anywhere from a half hour to an hour depending on your feeds and speed settings. Um, another thing I, I realized is to not do both directions, meaning that when you're facing, you can, you can tell your tool path, do you wanna go from both edges or just one edge? When you go both edges, sure, you're saving machining time, but it ends up going against the grain to the point where like there's these very thin chips that give you splinters. So here are like all of that I guess I could have reduced uh, the, the step over. I literally got a splinter there. <laughs> um, so I ended up facing it again, this time offsetting it a bit and um, going the full length down because there's not much to m m m mill out. So I haven't quite had to do this yet where I uh, optimized two faces to, uh, to get my, my desired thickness. I was working with a 12 millimeter um, piece, uh, but the key cap Not enough tape, it just broke right off. <laughs> Horrifying, I know.
All right, sorry about the audio, folks, but uh, yeah, there's visuals here to go with what I'm saying. Um, so uh, the last bit is to use the 132 inch to create that little um, plus sign, little plus sign cutout, and that ends up working out pretty good for the tolerances. Yeah. So setting it up in Fusion 360 is something that took a little bit, and uh, I plan to, to, to do a layer by layer on that. Um, yeah, I'm still learning uh, kind of the, the workflow and stuff uh, for this particular part, but I think I have enough to, uh, to kind of share uh, some techniques. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, in a walnut shell. In a walnut shell, good, good pun there. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think we should rehearse this. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Uh, Avro is saying that um, uh, Fran Blank uses carpet tape to uh, have the part stick to the CNC bed. Ooh, carpet tape. Yeah. That's a good. I've never heard of carpet tape, but I need to find out about carpet tape. And then people asking, was this 3D printed or is it real wood? Yep, it is real yeah, wood. Yeah, it's real wood. I, sh I showed the video of the milling, it's real wood. <laughs> that was before, probably. I showed that video. Um, what else can I say about it? Uh, they're, these are, I don't know, uh, white box kale switches? Yeah. Just gotta add some. Gonna say about it. Yeah, it's, it's missing some, bar some, some shellac or something that. to really darken the yes. tones, because these are, you know, it's a mix of cherry and walnut, and I can't tell the difference, but when you, when you, when you, uh, shellac them, you can get some nice tones that comes out and really, really shows off like, uh, the walnut or the cherry. Does the cherry come out more red? I think so. And you can always play around with, uh, you can always play around with, uh, with different, um, stains. Cool. There we go. Well, so that is the CNC milling lemon key caps. More to come. Hey. More different shapes. All right. Yeah. I can remember when we were, uh, making these with the resin 3D printer, this is one of the most difficult walls to get uh, to print out just because of how thin it is right at the edge there. Oh, I'm showing it. But yeah, that uh, required us to just thicken it up a little bit while not getting too thick mm -hmm. where it couldn't fit into the actual switch itself. So uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the and challenges. Notice, one of the challenges with, with milling is the, the tool itself is circular. So if you look, you can't really get sharp edges um, on those corners there where the plus sign is. You can't. So I had to add some gaps so that the uh, the fillets are a byproduct of just cutting it with a circular tool. And the diameter of this tool, 132 inch, is 0.8 millimeters, and the actual width of the plus sign is 1.1 millimeters. Yeah, and then another weird thing is normally the stems are four millimeters tall, but the tool that I'm using is only three millimeters tall, so I had to reduce the height. Um, but that's fine; it, it it still fits okay because the the wall here stops the uh, the kale switch the the stem from going uh, too deep in, even though it could go a little bit further in. But yeah, and one thing to know about shapes is like. <laughs> They're, they're, they're squares for a reason, right? So if I tried to put two of these on so our spin around, it just won't fit, right? Like, nope. it just won't fit because I don't have adequate mm. clearance or whatever. Like, that's why this isn't, you know, 
they want it to work with the key next to it, so you want to keep your keys uh, defined within the square. But I, the whole point of this project was not to be a square, so that's why um, yeah. these just won't fit with the square. They just won't. Sorry. Yeah, so just a little thing there. Okay, we got some suggestions from uh, Susan, who's saying to use a butcher block conditioner. Shellac has a feel. I'm guessing like a sticky feel or mm, something. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a feel. Yeah. So you want to yeah. keep it nice and matte, not sticky, not tacky, right? Search for butcher block conditioner. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great idea. Some sort of oil, maybe like an oil-based varnish. I see some food grade. And there's another comment on uh, Yanni uh, is, is suggesting a Raspberry Pi 400 keyboard with wooden keys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. All right, just make sure that it works there. Cool. So, and then Agent Smith was asking if a the three D printed filament does it feel like real wood? It can. It can feel. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the bottom parts. You, uh, um, it's you know it's sawdust mixed with uh, some PLA. Yeah, it's composite. Yeah, so it's got real wood in it. Just, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, it smells. It. And the the smoke that comes out. Mm -hmm. It's all. Yeah, but you want to be careful wood. with it because it, it, it tends to chew and eat away at your nozzle, so it can cause some nozzle uh, some some clogs. So be yeah. wary of that. Yep. Cool. And then uh, Miss certainly Bruce is saying that a mixture of the mineral oil and beeswax is actually used for the cutting boards. Mm. Yeah, wax for sure. Yeah. And then Yanni's saying that it is also used for wooden tables and chairs. Yeah. It's a nice little way to protect that. Cool. That's some, good. Good uh, suggestions, folks. Some good conditioning to it. Excellent. Yeah, cool. All right, I know where to go if I need some. Yep, I got some tips here. Yeah, we got. Oh, nice! He's got Amazon pulled up with all different yeah, we got one products. Of these. It's, uh, it's gonna be a couple of wood stuff. Yeah, there's more wood stuff to come. All right, cool. cool. And that is what we've been prototyping. Is that it? Yeah, that's that's about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's community makes. All right, every week we find a design that's uh, out there in the community. We 3D print it and do a time lapse video on Tuesdays. This week? This one was found by uh, PT with all the keyboard projects going on. Uh, Phil wanted a giant MX switch, uh, in this case, container keyboard, just to be on the theme with that. You can uh, check out uh, John Park's um, build of those giant keys from uh, Novel, Novel Keys. This is just a container, so it doesn't actually click down, but it is nicely themed. Uh, like storage for all you key fanatics out there. So three part storage pops open like that and you can, in, in the case of the video that uh, the, the designer who made this, they were just storing additional key switches on here. So it's sort of meta yeah. storing key switches inside of a giant key switch. So, And I did see some of the pictures where he did actually fit an actual key in one of these. Uh, so you can't have it like uh, have like an LED in there, have it be a glowing container. So super simple, just like a, a normal switch, you pop that open and it just clicks in like that. And then these just wrap onto the side like that. And you can just use this as a very nice container, <laughs> giant uh, key-shaped container. Does not click in or anything, again, just for show. Uh, very nice little themed 
uh, storage box. This yeah. was designed by... Yeah, I'll have to pull it up. I didn't get an opportunity to get links and stuff. Sorry, this is on Colts 3D. I'm pulling up the... Oh, wait. Nope, I didn't copy. Do you want to copy that and paste that in? It's in your notes. It's funny how Google Docs like, slows down when I'm uh, <laughs> trying to get the link here. All right, so this was found on Colts 3D. You can check it out. This was designed by... The creator here, or, or, sorry, Oreo, Oriel Machin on on Cults 3D. So this is a paid download, I think. Yeah, it's a yep. paid download, so you can check that out. Support the artists for doing their work. And um, trying to load his page. Here we go. Um, Oreolo Machin uh, has a couple other. Uh, kind of keyboard projects too, so you can check those out. But shout out to you um, for uh, creating this cool design. And now here's some photos of it. Yeah, what I like about it is all of the little intricacies that are on a key switch, he managed to blow up, like all the little cutaways and of course a little slot there for the uh, LED. So. Mm -hmm. nice. And these are real uh, things that you can buy from Novelty Keys, JP and yeah. Colin have a a learn guide, I think, in progress from JP. Uh, a learn guide from Colin, I think, is already out there. So you can search if you do want a real one. There are real indeed. You can purchase one. They are novel keys. Um, giant. There it is. Colin did a three key one with three of them, and he made a little stand for it. But these are real keys you can get. And JP, I think, uh, managed to find a kale version of it, I think. Mm -hmm. Was it a kale version? Yeah, but yeah, these are stuck a cutie real. pie inside. Yeah, stuck a cutie pie inside. So check out JP's uh, last uh, last Thursday's um, build. And of course, we're now getting suggestions for having the giant uh, key uh, cat key nubbins. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Keycap. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We'll see what uh, we we cook up <laughs> with the keycap, kitty paws. All right, cool, and I think that's it for this week's community makes. Uh, no, there's a list of them here, so let me pull them out. All right, so across the web, folks are tagging us with their makes, sometimes on Thingiverse, sometimes on Twitter and other places. This week, um, we have a user by Lower Lawyers, Wear Lawyers. Wear Lawyers. Wear Lawyers uh, posted up their make of our Kingdom Hearts Keyblade. So this is a really fun. Um, prop from Kingdom Hearts. Wow, I like that handle. Gorgeous. The, uh, the shiny. Sure. Like, yeah. So you can use no finishing here. This is just filament that's silky. So you, you can make some really phenomenal looking props without any post processing. Hmm. That's sort of my jam. I really like to do that. Um, I'm all for post processing for folks to do it, but for me personally, it's nice when you don't have to. So really nice. Man, that's gorgeous. Super, super right. excellent. Um, do they list what, uh, what filament they use for that handle? No, a lot of folks don't post anything, but that's fine. I'm, I just like that they posted it. The mystery nice. is out there. You can, you can <laughs> it's, it's a mystery, man. I don't know. All right, let's do another one here. How's your audio? Is it okay? Mm -hmm. It's okay. All right, this one is a Halo Energy Sword. This was uh, posted up by Glodes Back. And this is our uh, 3D printed version of the Halo Energy Sword from the video game series 
Halo. So here we go. It's all 3D printed. The blades are 3D printed. The NeoPixels are more. And there's a little note here. So let's read it. It says, had a lot of issues with coding. You have, you have uh, to install both the zip file and the additional libraries. Make sure to update the LEDs. Direction of the data flow should be the same, unlike the picture reference. Using five millimeter slim LEDs as the 10 millimeters didn't fit. Make sure your featherboard is is the unassembled one as the one with pens pre-installed causes some issues. Yeah. I've had to correct the terminal position on the battery. It was opposite in the pictures. Other than that, it was a fun build. Excellent. Glad to hear it. But yeah, you can make your own Halo Energy Sword. STLs are out there for you. And there's a learn guide as well. Okay. Uh, the, the last second to... Third to last is another thing of post here. This is a make of the 16 by 16 NeoPixel Square display. You might see it there in the background. Um, this looks like it still has a little bit to go, um, but it was printed on a printer of their own construction by V. Wagner on Thingiverse. So thank you, V. Wagner, for sharing your progress of the 16 by 16. This one didn't quite make it as a learn guide, um, but I went ahead and uploaded the files anyway because I felt folks would build it, and they did. So I'm really happy about that. And then the second to the last one is this multi-pass by Stuart. Super awesome. This just came to us in the morning. So huge shout out to Stuart uh, for posting this video of his custom Vax build. Bear with the uh, the video here, but here oh, it has okay. a built-in uh, OLED. It's using a NeoPixel Jewel and the Cutie Pie. I think that's the CMD version. Um, but yeah, it's super excellent. And he even has some laser cut acrylic. Man, this thing is super wow. dope. And his comment was perfect. He says, uh, I hope it's not, you know, too busy and flossed in paradise. You know, <laughs> watch the fifth element, you know what I'd be talking about. <laughs> really cool to see uh, the uh, the inverted mugshot too. It's so like perfect. And mm -hmm. the ad look at the little details Ada for uh, the set of Visa. For the credit card. So good. So Q -T -T. good. Stuart, Stuart Dallas too. Stuart Dallas, like, is the real name Dallas? I don't know, Stuart. And it has some buttons, I think, too, with an extra LED. So much detail, so yeah. so much, ah, it's so good. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I'm not sure if it's a remix of, uh, of the, the multi-pass that we did a time-lapse on. I'm not sure if it is, but maybe it is. Cool if it's not, it's all good. So shout out to Stuart for sharing that. Hope to see that on a show and tell or something. Cool, and then I have another, uh, the last one here is actually a blog post. So let's see this one. So this was posted by uh, uh, Flavio of Dev on Thingiverse. Flavio Fernandez mm -hmm. posted this up. Sorry, there's, there's the, the link there. Um, so printed out the case and um, used uh, the conductive filament as well. So very, very cool. And he is using it as a, uh, what's it called? The um, insertion. Okay. Cool. And there's a, a GitHub page for the project if you want to check it out. But it's on the Adafruit blog already. Oh, so people are saying that it they up. cannot see your screen. I'm seeing it here on Twitch. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe when you went full screen? Yeah, probably when I went full screen. Mm, it's fine. Okay. So that's this week's community makes. Thank you everybody for posting your makes. Yay. It's super fun to see everybody posting stuff. And if you have something you'd like to share with us, uh, you can tag us on any of the social channels or on Discord. There's a nice spot there for showing and telling. And that would be a good spot to uh, 
you know, to talk about tonight's show and tell. Yeah. So tonight, we invite you to show and tell. It's happening at 7.30 p.m. You can uh, hang out in the Discord server where we'll get a uh, link for the StreamYard, and then you can join the StreamYard by clicking on the link. And then uh, all, all star games, you can do uh, projects, work in projects, work in progress, um, maker spaces, retro gear, all that stuff's fun. So really fun time, so we invite you to come on and hope you're, you're feeling it. And then uh, the Ask Engineer starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time shortly after. Show and tell. That's right, it's a full hour of uh, Lamar and Phil talking about all of the uh, ongoings on in the maker community. The events that are coming back online as everything is opening back up. Uh, we're right at the end of the, you know, light. We're in the lighted tunnel now. Everything is getting back to normal slowly but surely, and then all of the brand new products coming out uh, as well later tonight. So stick around for that. And I think there is also coupon codes back at a uh, on Ask an Engineer. So definitely tune in for that. Yeah, it's just like the old days. You can yeah. Put your orders in on Wednesday nights. Those are the best, right? Mm -hmm. Excellent. And then tomorrow we got a uh, JP's uh, workshop. Yep, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Join JP as he does live building, answering questions, and looking back at some of the things that happened in the week. Yeah. Uh, is Friday, uh, Friday, is he back Friday? I think he, I think so, yeah. Is he? You're sure? It's one of the last of the before he goes it? on vacation. Okay. Thank you. Yes, you can um, subscribe to, uh, via, via Discord, there's a group that you can join to mm -hmm. get alerted when uh, when uh, Scott changes his deep dives, because it's not always changing, it's just you can, you can like subscribe externally somehow. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Sundays. Sundays start with Lady Ada from the desk of Lady Ada. It's live streaming on late night Sundays. Um, the great search with DigiKey segments and um, All the secret top the, secret stuff. All the prototypes that she's working on for yeah. upcoming projects and products. Yeah. Tuesdays is JP's product pick of the week. I forgot Mondays. Sorry. Mondays are CircuitPython meetings at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Normally on Mondays, if there's a U.S. holiday on a Monday, it'll follow on the preceding day, a Tuesday. And then JP's on Tuesday, for sure. <laughs> All right, you've been watching 3D Hangouts every yeah. Wednesday with me, Noah, and yeah. Yeah, sorry about the audio. <laughs> so tonight we'll do the thing, and uh, we're looping back around, so let me hang out in the Discord server while I get some breath. <laughs> All right, guys, and that's going to be it for 3D Hangouts. Yeah, thank you so much, folks. Uh, good luck with all your maker endeavors. I encourage you to come on tonight's show and tell. But until then, remember to make a great day. Make a great day. Bye, folks. See you later tonight.